Hey, hey, it's been a while. I look back at my last episode of the podcast and it was on the 26th of February. And now we are rolling in to April, April the 2nd to be precise. And I want to let you know, because I know this is going to be useful for you, that March was an absolute doozy for me. I literally, it felt like I fell into an abyss. It felt like I fell into a portal of grieving, of sadness, of frustration, of self-doubt, questioning myself. And it was hard. It was really, really challenging. The whole of March really pushed me to my limits. And this is what life is all about. Life is not all unicorns and sparkles and raining glitter from the sky. It is full of ups and downs, twists and turns, and unexpected curveballs that we don't even know are coming our way. And this is why I always say that it's so important for you and for I to be able to master ourselves, to be able to handle what comes our way, because it's so easy to believe that when life does throw a curveball at you, when life starts to get hard, when you don't know the answers, when you're not feeling on top of your game, so to speak, it's really easy to go back to old patternings and old habits of numbing out, running away. And I'm going to fess up, like I really felt like numbing out. And at times I did, and I'll explain that a little bit more as we go in deeper into this episode. But I really did feel like I wanted to run away from myself because isn't that what it is? It's like I was really faced with a lot of emotions that I don't like feeling. I don't like feeling sad. I don't like feeling not enthusiastic about life. I don't like feeling I don't like feeling not alive or radiant. Yet these are all parts of me that are calling me to welcome them in with so much love, kindness, compassion, and acceptance. And I am trying to think about what got me to where I was in March. And I'm, I know it's my divorce. So my husband and I finally decided last year that we were going to get divorced. And that's all going through in the background. Um, And also, life was calling me to slow down. Life was asking me to tune inwards, to peel away some of my layers, because this is the healing journey. The healing journey and the process of being ourselves never ends. It never stops. So everything was pointing to me. uh, Everything was pointing at me to slow down and feel. And as someone who spent most of her life in her head and uh, using various avoidance tactics to stop feeling, um, you know, that is 
it's still challenging because, you know, although I flipped the switch on that in my early 40s, it's still really challenging when these emotions come up to be felt because when I'm in my head and when I'm trying to tackle it from my ego and my mind, my mind is only one seventh of my wisdom available to me. And it's very rational. It's very logical. It wants to fix it. It doesn't like to be uncomfortable. It doesn't like to feel all these emotions. It wants to try and solve the problem. And yet what I learned by being in this ebb, and I feel like I'm still in it, but I, I feel like I'm coming out the other side might be that Aries energy that's coming our way now. And it, my brain wants, wanted every single day because I showed up every single morning and I sat down with my journal and I did my breath work and I wanted to fix it. <laughs> yeah, I knew I couldn't. I knew what was being called for me was just to feel this, feel the the plethora of emotions that were coming my way because I no longer had anything to uh, numb me out, to run away from it. And I can't remember if I did mention, but earlier on the, in the year, I stopped drinking. Um, and I've had an interesting experience with alcohol. Uh, when I, I'm, this year I'm 14 years clean from cocaine and I always when I used to drink, I would use cocaine because I would use all, lose all my inhibitions. And um, over the years, I have stopped drinking and then started again. And then in 2015, I actually taught myself how not to binge drink anymore. And so I rooted underneath why I felt I needed to drink. And I really did come to an understanding that I used drink to numb out, to... Um, to gosh i'm just realizing something now as i'm sharing this with you to i use drink as a way to numb out and not to feel and so i was like right i really honored that that i wouldn't use drink as a way to numb out anymore so drinking became a lot more kind of um i'm trying to think of the word it I was just in more more in control of it, but I still enjoyed a drink every now and then. But I wouldn't drink when I felt really down because I knew that wouldn't help. Now, this is what I've just realized. Last year, I had a really interesting year. I, I My business um, went to another level and everything was going really well. And you know what I did last year? It, you know, because I've I've already learned not to drink when life was bad, is I started drinking again last year. It started to become a habit. I was never drunk and disorderly. <laughs> I, would, I would just get into the habit of having a couple of glasses of wine every single night. And that got into a habit of three glasses of wine every single night, you know, throughout the week. And what I noticed as I got towards the tail end of the last year was, oh, I don't, feel I need this anymore. Um, I don't need to drink. And now what I'm realizing, just as I'm telling you, is that although I learned not to fall back to drink when things were going tough, I hadn't yet learned a skill set to not fall into drink as a way of celebration of, wow, I'm doing really well. I can have a drink. I can relax. And so I'm, I've just realized that now. And I knew that I, and just something in me this year, I was just like, I was outgrowing it. I was like, I don't need drink anymore. So I stopped drinking, I think 
probably was mid-January and I haven't really missed it and I'm really glad that I listen to my body because this is part of our path. We have to listen to our intuition, our inner knowing, our wisdom inside us that's telling us that, you know, there's a path for us. There's a path for you to walk along. There's a path for me to walk along. And the guidance comes from within. It never comes from outside. Fuck. Outside is so freaking noisy. There's so much noise. I'm surprised anyone gets anywhere in life listening to all the noise outside. So, and this is the journey of self-mastery. This is the journey of coming back home to yourself. It's this ongoing, I call it decoding. We decode ourselves of the conditioning we've picked up from our environment, from our upbringing, from our experiences through life. And this conditioning can look like childhood wounding. It can look like... Um, it, it can look like uh, teenage, rebellious teen. It can look like relationship difficulties. So then we become emotionally cut off. We shut down. Uh, we build up defenses. So it's learning to remove that conditioning. And also there's this deeper kind of layer of conditioning from the patriarchy that we aren't acceptable unless we look a certain way, act a certain way, speak a certain way. So it's that removal of that conditioning. And also the stuff that comes from our lineage of the men and women before us because if you're like me and you are listening to this then I know you're a generational curse breaker the buck stops with you no longer do you take any of that bullshit forward into your life and then from doing this and this is always hard for the generational curse breakers because we haven't got anyone to model ourselves upon so it's like we are taking these bold steps into creating a new life for ourselves with no pathway there, but yet there is a pathway because your soul is guiding you. Um, so it's always important for us to take that first step because we not only inspire ourselves and motivate ourselves to keep going, but we inspire the women around us and also the generations of women and men underneath us as well. So it's this ongoing removal of the conditioning and then in that removal of the conditioning and us taking different actions, making different choices, we are going to come up against obstacles, fears, limitations. And then that always is a great sign for us to kind of go, whoa, what's coming up for me? You know, is it is it like I feel super guilty? Is it I feel really uncomfortable with conflict? Because if we unpick that and look deeper, therein lies your recalibration, your healing. And then as we do this and everything kind of is not linear, it's always kind of this ongoing sort of up and down, much like life journey, then we will eventually come through to living more aligned with who we really are. And yet it doesn't stop there because we will move into a new way of living and then something else will call us and then this process repeats itself. But by doing this, we get more savvy, we become more resilient and uh, we, we create more tenacity within the cells and bones of our bodies so we can keep going. And if I circle this back to this ebb where I've just kind of been for the last month, month and a half, um, it it really pushed me. I, I mean, I did not like it at all, yet I stayed in it. I cried a lot. I spoke to my coach and my therapist a lot. And, you know, I moaned and I ranted. I love a good rant. 
don't you? I love ranting, but I know as well that that's part of my process. I've got to get that energy out of me. And I showed up and I stayed with a breathwork practice and I walked most days inside, outside in the woods. But for me, I just didn't have any energy. I just, my body was telling, my brain was saying, come on, we've got this to do. We've got this to do. You can't stay here. You can't rest. And yet, as I sort of stayed with those voices, I realized that's the conditioning from my mom. My mom never let us rest rest when we were younger. We always had to be on the go. Uh, you always had to be hustling, working hard. Yet, my body was telling me something completely different. My body was going, you need to slow down. You need to sleep. Like I was sleeping for 10, 12 hours every single night. You need to rest. And in that rest, and even though my brain was pulling me and seducing me into pushing, I had nothing in me. I would fall asleep when I tried to do things. I would, um, uh, I, there, was, there was nothing. There was no energy in me. And I could feel myself at times falling down these abysses. I call them the spirals of despair. I could feel, my, feel myself falling down them and feeling very despondent. Yeah, I read the I Ching every morning. And the I Ching says we have to stay true to our path. We have to have that steadfastness within ourselves. And so that's what I reminded myself, just stay the path. My ego wants things to happen. It wants the ambition. It wants the sparkle and the glitter and the gold. And yet my soul was saying, stay, stay in this everything is going to be okay. And at times I didn't even hear that voice that it was going to be okay. I was so drenched in sadness and so drenched in grief and grief, not only for my divorce, but grief for my past relationships as well. And what I found myself doing was going through photos from from all of my life, so that's 50 years of my life, that's a lot of photos, and just kind of pouring over them. And then also in this process, I started the I started to write my book. And then that started to dredge up a lot more things from my childhood and from my teenage years and from my 20s. And it just felt like this was all consuming me. And I felt at times like, oh, my God, I, I had no, I call it a touchstone. I don't, I don't, it feels to me, it's like, what's my touchstone? How can I just hold on here in the middle of this ebb? And for me, I my touchstone was I had to get up every single morning and I journaled, I did my breath work. I didn't do it every single day and I didn't beat myself up for not doing it every single day. And I walked every single day and I was I would try and eat three meals every single day. And then what I would find is I would veer off that. So they were very basic things. I would veer off that. And I didn't drink and I didn't feel like the need to drink. But I also, in all of this, call me fucking crazy if you want, but I also decided to cut my sugar down because I was just eating a lot of sugar. But also towards the last couple of weeks, I found myself resorting back to eating a lot more sugar and sugar for me is a real comfort. Sugar and fat together is a real comfort for me. It's a real like nourishing. And, you know, I'm still on this. I'm always going to be on this journey of learning more about how to nourish myself. And it's still that 
in those midst of despair, it was like, I just want some chocolate. I just want to snuggle up and hide and hide under my like little snuggly blanket. And I suppose that my brain could have a go at myself. It was like, oh my God, you eat chocolate. And it's also, and it's like, no, nah, it's okay. It's all part of the process. I know this is not going to be here forever. But I kept coming back to my touchstones. I just kept coming back to my touchstones. And also the way I work as well, I'm, I'm always working with my clients. And what I felt in these various moments, I was just falling down the spiral of despair where I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I was like, you have to, you have to. And this is what I, one of the things I love about being older is that I've learned the tenacity. I've learned to have that strength. I've learned that I do have this inner strength to keep going, even when everything's stacked up against me. And I just kind of made myself some small promises. I was like, just show up every single day on social media, talk. You don't have to share. I didn't want to share anything about my process because it was too raw. I was too vulnerable. But I just kept showing up. And that, again, became another touchstone for me. And I know from years of running businesses that I've cultivated this capacity to be able to do this. Um, and so why am I sharing all of this? Well, I'm sharing this because the ebb is part of life. It's winter. It's the winter season. And yet we've been taught we always need to be in summer. We always need to be like high vibe, like full energy, throwing ourselves around like full on. And yet we don't get summer without winter or spring or autumn. And so this felt, this ebb felt like it was a real winter season, real kind of autumn, autumn winter season for me, where I had to sit and feel what was coming up. And a lot of stuff came up. There was, I cry, I know I said this, I cried so much. And I would find myself waking up at four o'clock in the morning, crying my eyes out. And then just waking up in the morning, just tears streaming from my face. And I had no rhyme or reason for this, but it was just my body was I want to release this in my body. This is how I feel my body was telling me. I want to release this. We don't need to carry this around with us anymore. Like we're moving forwards. Let go of your marriage. Let go of the divorce. Let go of the fact that your husband no longer talks to you. Let, let it go so you can move on. And then it was the feelings of fear and, and just this unknown and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what's coming my way and it was just like it's okay let's release this let's just divest ourselves of everything that's going to hold us back as we move forwards and also what being in this ebb has kind of taught me and 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 I'm still learning the lessons it's like that I have this tenacity I have this strength I have this willingness within me and it's not willpower it's it's deeper it comes from my the marrow of my bones I have this willingness to keep going even when everything's stacked up against me it's like it's okay we can keep going the answers are going to come forward take the next step and then something else is going to happen and something else is going to happen and I really feel where I am in life is like letting 
go of another layer of this patriarchal way of living where everything has to be linear and I do this to get this. And it's really dropping into my divine feminine and also my divine masculine of being able to give myself that strength and security and safety so my feminine can feel her emotions, can express, can emote, can release, can wail, can fall on the floor. It's like the divine masculine and the divine feminine is inside me. They're healthy, they're nourished. And so they, I can hold myself through all of this. If you are moving through an ebb, if you are struggling right now, I see you. I see you. And I am sending you so much love, so much compassion, and so much support from afar. Life is full of ups and downs. It's full of magic and potency and potential and possibilities. And it's full of stuff we don't even know. And my wish for you is you hold yourself with love and you walk gently onwards, one step at a time. And when oh, that gets hard, just half a step, half a step at a time. I see you. We are on this journey together. We rise together. We fall together. We take the curveballs together. I'm sending you so much love.